Hi, this is Plaid Winehouse. <laughs> uh, this is Navajo Coboyne. Navajo Coboyne? <laughs> Navajo Bane. And you're listening to NPR. <laughs> Navajo Bane is the worst bad man villain. Um, yes, he sounds problematic. Mm-hmm. Had to get rid of him after the 80s. Yeah. Or he managed to, like, continue to exist, but then when they changed the name of that baseball team, who's it? There's a baseball team named something bad, right? Um, that shows how much I know about sports. That's it. They're pretty much all bad. Well, I guess not. You can be like the... Red Sox? Why is that bad? <laughs> You're just talking socks. It's just socks. What's problematic about socks? <laughs> It's probably some, has some anti-labor meaning. The Redskins. That's the name of the team that I was thinking of. Uh, That's football. Oh, okay. See? Baseball has the Indians. Oh, that's, yeah, also bad. And the the (laughs) Chief Wahoo as their mascot. Jesus Christ, are you serious? It's literally a red-skinned, like, character of an Indian person with the big buck teeth and, like, Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Very not good. Not good. There's a video of, uh, like, some indigenous protesters outside a baseball game. And they're saying, like, just not even change the name. They're just saying, like, change the mascot. Right. And all the fans are, like, going by them, like, doing the... <gasps> I'm not going to make the noise, oh, but uh, no. it's when you put, like, hit your hand into your face and you go, woo. <laughs> So, oh no! Yeah, very, very not good. What is wrong with people? Why are white people the worst? Well, we came here spoiled children. We were pretended like God made this land for us because all of the land was like cultivated and ready to harvest, even though there was no civilization here, and so we pretended as though we were entitled to like every single thing about it the people the the wildlife just hunted until like some cases full extinction yeah it's not good did you know that but we made mascots out of the Mm. yeah they're changing the edmonton eskimos too or they're talking about doing it I hope they go the same route that Washington did and just call it es- or Edmonton football team. <laughs> really? Is yeah. that what they actually called it? Oh, yeah, no. It's just called the Washington football team right now. Oh, it's that just, may, just a placeholder. It's a placeholder, yeah. but, like, it's the only name that's, like, future-proofed. Right. Like, there, you can't take issue with it. It's just But I feel like also the Red Sox is pretty, like chill white socks red socks it's just like colors of socks every single sports team should just be colors of clothing they could be the blue toques Mm. (laughs) or wait green what's their color anyway whatever color their thing is i'd be okay with the green toques yeah green toques (laughs) just the toques the edmonton toques Ah. So fluffy. Okay. If you are in a position of responsibility in Edmonton football team, then (laughs) please use that name and pay us royalties. Yes. 
If we find out that they change the name of the Eskimos to the Tukes and they don't pay us, we're going to sue them and play this podcast. And we're back. <laughs> we're not back. This is the start. Right. It's, it's a, I guess, yeah, for them, there was no time jump there. Is there a them? There's like three people listening. Is at there? Least. Are there? Are you listening? Are there three of you? Are you a creepy bunch of triplets that all wear the same outfit all the time, that listen to the same podcast in the same room at the same time, all just quietly sitting there looking at each other listening to a podcast? Why was Fraser Crane's uh, catchphrase, I'm listening? What? <laughs> From the television program. I don't know. I didn't watch that because I'm not a total nerd. Okay, but... Yeah, actually. Well, I am a total nerd, but like, it's not like I ever enjoyed it. It was just because it was the it was the smart sitcom at yeah, the time. That's gross. That so. makes me feel like I need to wipe something off of my like arms. <laughs> I get it off of me. Smart sitcom. Yeah, uh, he would say, "Hello, Seattle." I'm listening. Just at the start of an episode, just look directly into the camera and say that? Well, no, like it was a show about a guy who had a radio show. He was like a, oh, a therapist. So that was his radio, like, opening. Yeah. A radio therapist. A radio therapist. Yeah. Huh. Does that spark something in you? Is Is there... Can you do something with that? I'm going to become a radio therapist. It's pretty much what we're doing today. Write in and tell us all of your deepest, <laughs> darkest secrets, and then we'll read them aloud and record them and put them on the internet. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. That's what we're going to start doing. When you leaned into the microphone all serious like that, I thought you were going to say, hello, internet. <laughs> I'm listening. No, I would never do a Fraser Crane impression. You can file that under things that are never going to happen. You can't do a, a, a transatlantic accent. Gross. You weren't trained in classical theater. Theater. Didn't we already talk about my theater <laughs> excursion in the last episode? That's true. Mm-hmm. Attempted. But cock blocked by the football team. Theater <laughs> blocked by football. Foot blocked. Oh, that's somebody's fetish. <laughs> anyway, back to the point of radio therapists. Hold on, what was your high school football team? Then? The Blaze, Blaze, wait, Trailblazers. The Trailblazers. Yeah, the um, mascot was a coyote named Blaze. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, we can't, we would always bad. say like he should be a joint. <laughs> <laughs> The Trailblazers, and it's just like a hippie. No, just a huge joint. Just a joint, okay. Yeah, just like a big joint with arms and like a little face. Okay. You know? Uh, Ours was a bulldog. (laughs) Did your fans do that? Uh, No, but that's literally the catchphrase of a secondary character in Frasier. Dog noises? Yeah, well, because like it's he worked at a radio, he worked <laughs> at a radio station, and so like one of the other characters is like the the sports talk guy, and he he was called like Mad Dog. So oh, like, yeah. I see. That's <laughs> a, a foil for the exactly, very proper you have the, yeah. Fraser Crane. Yeah, 
nerd version. Why are we still talking about this? This is boring and yucky. Fraser Crane. Ugh. I don't know. Does it maybe tie into this week's yes. thing? Yes. As per your recommendation, Navajo Morrison, or whatever the hell you were. We, we should probably stop calling me that yeah. immediately. You picked it. It was your choice. Hold on. It, are you going to contextualize what? Okay. It was uh, one of those, like, your this name is blah, like your porn name is the first street you lived <laughs> on and your first cat or whatever. This one was. Mine, mine is pretty good for that. It's Ellie Edgehill. Ellie Edgehill. Yeah. That should be a girl, but yeah, it's good still. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's mine? I don't remember the name of the first street I lived on, though. Uh, well, um, it was a dog. Oh, 4th you know, Street. Time. Yeah. That's, mine's not good. Smoky 4th yeah. Street? <laughs> Smoky 4, I can see. Mm, yeah. Uh, it, oh, wait. It'd be like an, that's an outsider. I like, had a... A different Not cat before Smokey club. named Spaz Mouser. <laughs> Spaz so, Mouser Fourth Street. Gonna get me a lap dance from Spaz Mouser. <laughs> um, it was your NPR name is your favorite pattern and the name of a dead singer songwriter. So that's I'm not sure. Is Navajo what you would call that pattern? No. Uh, I don't know. That looks like stripes. The, the it looks triangle, like a Mexican the... blanket. I don't know if that. I don't know. I just chose a safe pattern. Um, yeah. So I really don't know what you're doing over there, Paisley. What's wrong with Paisley? Well, you could go on plaid, mm. checkered, herringbone, stripes. So many other non-problematic patterns to choose from. Okay. <laughs> I feel if you close your eyes and picture a Navajo pattern. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. It wasn't just a pattern. You said your favorite pattern. And that was the one that came to mind. So so you love cultural appropriation. Yes. That's what you're saying. <laughs> when I am forced to. Okay. Time to... Start being internet doctors. Yes. Because today we're talking about mental health. This is kind of the... Ooh, what podcast is this? Oh, this is the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. (laughs) What voice was that? That was my impression of what... Because you said (laughs) Suna, and then you said Sister Luna. This is a, the Sunilister podcast site. <laughs> um, this is the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast. I am the co-host, John Fowler, and our resident psychic, Sister Luna, Madeline Starchild. <laughs> um, this is kind of the third part of our ongoing series um, Magic for Our Time. Uh, The first was protest, the second was COVID. This is kind of also I think stemming from COVID as it seems like a whole bunch of people that I know are currently losing their shit. 
Um, <laughs> I raised my hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's now that we're kind of halfway through summer and it hasn't ever felt like, I don't know, I guess the, the end of, or like the return to normalcy is seeming further away than it ever has. And we aren't getting kind of the recharge that we need in summer that as we normally do. Um, so I think it's, I guess what we're going to talk about is going to be affected by, um, oh, I guess, sorry, the specific theme that we're talking about is, is mental health and different kinds of esoteric ways of treating your mental health. Yeah. That's correct. That's pretty close. I'd say. Yeah, a lot of what we'll be talking about will be kind of contextualized within the, cir- the current circumstances, but it could also generally apply to to mental health. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like tailor any of the examples of like ways of dealing with it to COVID. Right, that wasn't that yeah. wasn't even in my mind when I was making up this plan. But I did find a statistic when I was looking up statistics about mental health um, pertaining specifically to COVID. I think that the data started being collected for this in um, like May or something. It's Mm -hmm. only over a couple of months. Um, But so it's applying to people in now yeah people who are in quarantine people who are working they split it up into all these different like categories age whether or not they have kids in the home etc and it said that 42.2 percent of canadians who had reported feeling lonely over the last three months also lost their job due to the pandemic Mm -hmm. and then i wrote in brackets it's not just me (laughs) so yes that was just i wanted to point out that you're very right about that. And if I had more time, I would have found it interesting to do more thorough research into comparing, say, last summer, like statistics, if I could find track them down from last year and compare them to the statistics on the site for um, now hmm. and see how that, how much worse it's gotten. Well, I think the the weirdest thing is that we are already in such like a hyper isolated period of loneliness in in kind of general human development. Like people are so siloed already, and then literally forcing people into their homes caused that like just really accelerated it in a shocking way and. I guess it's, there's so much else going on that, that it hasn't been as reported on, but I think we're, you know, when we actually do get out of this and we look back, that's going to be one of the the big things that we we kind of have to reconcile with is the effects of, of again, further isolation in a very isolated and lonely time. Yeah. I um I really only have two sources for the statistics that I pulled up for this and the facts. The rest of it is just in my brain. But I used the CAMH, so Center for Addiction and Mental mm. Health website. And then I also went back and re-listened to the episode of um, This Podcast Will Kill You, 
where they had a series because it's a podcast about like diseases and stuff. Yeah. Which sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea for a podcast, but it's like fun. It's like they do, you know, the Black Death and all these types of things. Right. They did one on um, botulism and they had, like, they're talking about Botox. Well, it's an ironic name, too. You don't catch any of it from, <laughs> from listening to the podcast. Mm. That's not how it works. Anyway, they did a whole bunch of episodes about COVID, like, right at when it started up. And they have one specifically about mental health where they interviewed two different mental health professionals on there. Oh. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to listen to people who have a medical degree in this talk about it, then go no listen one, to that no one. one. That. No one wants experts. <sighs> okay. Well, young people are more depressed and more anxious than older people. People aged 50 to 24 are more likely to experience mental illness and or substance abuse disorders than any other age group. And this is going to shock you, not. Canadians in the lowest income group are three to four times more likely than those in the highest income group to report poor to fair mental health. <laughs> these are not the COVID statistics. These are like the ones from yeah. a couple of years ago. One thing I, I would like to note about that statistic is, is that people literally die off um, in greater numbers it, when they're young from like mental health issues. Yeah. So the fact that there are fewer older people with Oh, that's yeah, a good point. It's a it's a really harrowing and, and Yeah. That's terrifying. It's not like you ever really kind of grow out of it. It's mm-hmm. that it can be fatal. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh well actually this goes back to your problematic plaid, non-plaid pattern choice. First Nations youth die by suicide five to six times more often than non-Aboriginal youth. Hmm. Suicide rates for Inuit youth are among the highest in the world at 11 times the national average. So just change the fucking name of the team already. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I won't put the death of everybody. No, I'm not saying that's the reason. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Come on. Like, you don't need to pile on Edmonton. How about you just fix that? Hmm. Edmonton football team. It sounds that's good. Fine. And, yeah. Yeah. Or they could just name them all after petroleum products. What if they called it the Edmi- um, Vaseline <laughs> team? Because you got the Oilers, you know? Yeah. Natural gas football. Team. Why don't we name our teams after dinosaurs more? Oh, totally. Yeah. That would be wicked. Yeah. Well, the Raptors, but other than that. Well, my my alma mater, the Dinos. Mm. <laughs> right. But no, it's just you. I mean, there's an Albertosaurus. Right. That's true. The Edmonton Albertosauruses. Albertosauri. <laughs> Albertosauri. Yeah. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've been having more panic attacks than usual over the last few months. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. That's, that's going around. Doesn't everybody love a good, like, mm. hyperventilation, sobbing session? <laughs> you know? Just remember, if your mask 
covers your eyes as well. No one can see you cry. Ah, I'm really tempted to wear like a Jason mask out <laughs> to the store and stuff all the time. It's a good look. Mm-hmm. What if I got the shirt that says Camp Crystal Lake Counselor and then I wore it with the Jason mask like to go and buy my groceries? Well, he was never a counselor. Yeah, but he killed them and took their shirt. <laughs> loot. Is that... You always have to loot the body. <laughs> Do you want to play the, the Jason mod of Skyrim? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Instead of having a weird knife, he just has a glass longsword. Like... Very cool. <laughs> I want... Every, like, big horror movie mod for Skyrim. Imagine if you could pick, (gasps) instead of picking a race, like, you're an Argonian or you're a human or whatever, you pick, like, do you want to be Leatherface or do you want to be Jason or do you want to be Michael Myers? And Leatherface has, like, a bonus when he's wielding a chainsaw and Jason is, like, thief. um, Could you you still be the, like, female version? Could you be female Jason? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Right. Who cares? Yeah. Gender's not real. Just pick whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean that. I don't know. It's a very complicated issue these days. Look forward to our gender episode. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Look forward to us continuing to avoid that subject. Yes. So what's your guess? What Since you love to look at my notes so much, it's your favorite. Um, you can't see the them. I know. You don't have, can't see them now. Hmm. So what do you think is on there? Um, I would guess you have some herbs, some, uh, mm-hmm. some garden magic. Like, that's, I mean, the perks, yeah, okay. plant magic, yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, Gardening is good for your mental health, probably. Yeah. I didn't even list that one, but. Um, meditation techniques? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, astrology? No. No. Astrology? Yeah. Okay, if you're an Aries, you need to chill out. Don't be so angry. If you're a Leo, you need to think about other people once in a while. <laughs> if you're a Libra, you need to set up some healthy boundaries and do things for yourself. Self-care times. <laughs> if you're a Pisces, once in a while, you need to just stop crying. <laughs> I don't know. She's not. I don't yeah, I she's pulling these out of there. <laughs> yeah, these aren't written down. I'm just listing shit. If you're a Leo, you probably have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> Um, okay, so what else is on the list? Um, so you're right, I do have herbs on here. I did, wasn't going to talk about meditation. However, the thing about meditation is, I think what puts a lot of people off from attempting to practice it is that they only know one way for Mm. that to look, which is you need to sit still in a room with your eyes closed, not move, not be listening to anything, like not talking, not doing anything. Totally still, yeah. and silent, 
and like listening only to your breathing. Right. Which is a perfectly fine way to meditate if that's what you like, Mm -hmm. but it's not the only way, you know? Yeah. In fact, if you decide, oh, I'm going to try meditating, you could probably find a wiki how to meditate and it would have like little drawings of people sitting cross-legged with their eyes closed, you know? Yeah. I don't need to explain that to people. So you can meditate more than one way. For example, you don't need to be sitting down. You could be walking or swimming or, I don't know, yeah, running. It's true. Yeah. You could even be having sex. Whenever you're present fully in the moment and you're only mm. focusing on the thing that you're doing, I would say that counts as meditation. As long as you have one thing to focus on that you can keep bringing your focus back to and you're not in your brain, like, jumping all around everywhere to all these different thoughts, it counts. So, like, knitting, that's one thing that I like for it. I mean, I haven't been knitting much lately, but it's more of a winter activity for me, I guess. Um, But that's an example of something where you have to use both your hands to do it. So you could be listening to something else or watching TV while you knit, or you could just sit there and knit. You could listen to, like, Zen flutes on YouTube, (laughs) you know, and just knit or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're doing. You're only doing that. That's why you see people sometimes when they have a profession and you watch them work, or an athlete, when we were talking about sports, and they are perfectly focused on the thing that they're doing. I think people call that flow state. And it's so satisfying Mm. to watch someone in that state do the thing that they're good at. And it might be the case that people, there are people who are athletes or cooks or dancers or whatever it is that they do. And the only time that they actually experience presence is when they're doing that thing. Mm Mm-hmm. So in their case, it would be good to be able to bring that out of that specific activity into other parts of their life. The point between arousal and control in that like you find some kind of challenge or some kind of like enticement by what you're doing, like it takes your focus, but you're not being overwhelmed because I, I like I think it's flow state if you've never actually encountered the term before you don't know what it is you'll hear a lot of people who run like all the time say that they like to run because it quiets their mind it's all these things that we do and like it's always good to start somewhere but ideally the goal of meditation is not to be able to sit still for hours on end i mean sometimes it is i guess with monks and shit but For regular people, the goal is to be able to bring that sense of presence and oneness into all areas of your life Mm -hmm. so that you could be commuting and be seated in your presence so that you could be having a conversation with someone else and be fully present in that moment. That's the point. It's not just to say, oh, I meditated for three hours today, you know? Mm. So if you already have a thing that you really like, that's your favorite thing. Then just try to do that meditatively. <laughs> <laughs> try to just only do that. 
And if you find your mind wandering or naming the thing you're doing, then just try to bring yourself back to sensory perception. Hmm. That's another way that I like to get people in to make them understand what meditating is and what, what it feels like. Cause you kind of can't explain it to someone who's never experienced it. Like mm-hmm. what the feeling of being present is. It's, you can just mm. use all the words in the, like, I almost said the English language, but in whatever language you speak and never describe it accurately. Right. It's like if I sat here and was describing a strawberry to you, but you'd never seen or tasted a strawberry before, then that wouldn't really have much meaning, would it? If I was like, it's red, mm-hmm. it tastes like sweet, but tart. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't actually make you understand what a strawberry tastes like. Right. So that's what I kind of try to do when I'm teaching people about meditation is kind of trick them into doing it <laughs> in a way. <laughs> I did that with your YMAC yeah. group when I was there. When I, I was talking, so I'm standing in front of a group of teens and I'm in the middle of my sentence, I just stopped talking. And then I said, that moment when you were waiting to hear what the next thing I was going to say was, you weren't thinking about anything, were you? You were just listening. Mm-hmm. That's what meditating is. Uh, I do find that when I'm trying to do like a more classic meditation, like seated or lying down, mm-hmm. that the meditation music, like the like calming, peaceful stuff. I find that very disquieting <laughs> and I find it makes it more difficult for me to do it. So I do, I actually tend to choose music that I like, that I enjoy in other ways. And that way, if, if I fall out of my meditation, then I only fall into the music and that helps me to get back. And that mm. like, I can, like I can use that to channel myself or like to focus on something specific but that's not part of right. whatever like mental subroutines I, I'm trying to channel away from. I think you would need to have a pretty significant amount of mental discipline in the first place for that to work. Like, I don't mm-hmm. doubt that it works for you, but I think that if someone doesn't have any experience with focusing their mind, uses music that they enjoy and that they listen to when they're not meditating, I think it would be easy to just kind of like stop trying right an option for if you find the flutes distracting or like whatever is to just listen to nature sounds Mm, running water birds rain whale sounds (laughs) you know something natural the whale songs yeah Yeah. but have a feeling that you're not like you know pumping iron or driving to work while listening to whale songs (laughs) <laughs> i don't know if you're trying to get like super huge then <laughs> what better motivator than the largest mammals well i think it's humpback songs that people listen to not blue uh, whales i don't know though i think it's humpbacks are the ones that sing a lot if you're a marine biologist please write in <laughs> and correct me also you have the job i wanted when i was a child and i'm still jealous of you can you be a marine biologist no i can't i got bad grades if I had a time machine, maybe I could go back in time and, like, study harder and do less drugs, and then I could be a marine biologist. <laughs> go back to the exact moment that you won the grade 6 science achievement. And... I actually got literally, like, shamed for that by all the other kids. 
Like, I was already a not cool nerd and the new kid in school, Mm. kind of. Like, it wasn't even I was in... I had been there for two years, but everybody else, it seemed like, had been there since kindergarten. And it was a really hard school to, like, break into friendship-wise. So I got bullied, like, all the time for having glasses and, like... On my first day of school, I came to school and I brought my record, or not my recorder, my harmonica that my, like, grandfather had given me. And I was just sitting on the bench, like, sadly playing the harmonica by myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a scene from a prison movie. <laughs> school is, like, prison for children. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so I was already, like, not a cool kid, and then the teacher announced to the entire class that I had gotten 100% on the test, and I was just like, why would you do that to me, (laughs) Mr. Gillis? (laughs) What the fuck? It was really a bummer. Everybody looks at me like... Ew, no kidding. She got 100% on that. Her pants are too short and she has glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he do that? He was, like, congratulating me, but it did not not function that way at all in reality. Uh I think that might be one of the things that kind of made me go, maybe I won't try hard at school anymore. (laughs) It's causing bad things to happen. Okay. Teachers. Do not publicly celebrate your students' achievements. <laughs> I think kids are less mean now, so it might be fine. Okay. I don't know. Well, let's hope so. But even still, it's like telling teachers, do not tape kick me signs to your students. Yes, that's true. Okay. Another way, the next thing on my list that John didn't guess for using witchy things to help you be like take care of yourself mentally is bringing intention and magic into everyday things and it's also playing a lot off of other like mundane things that you'd find on a list of how to cope with anxiety or like depression and it will say like a self-care thing is always personal hygiene the direct, like, magic correlation between personal hygiene is glamour magic. Which it's not, like, in the craft where she changes the color of her hair by, like, running her hands over it. It's, you know, for example, intentional showering. Hmm. So when you take your shower, you are, again, practicing that presence of... You get your towel and you like put it in the spot. And then when you're turning on the water, all you're doing is watching your hand reach out and grab the thing and like turn it on. And you feel the temperature of the water and you hear it like the sound of running water. Like super calming, right? People Mm. love it. And then when you're in the shower, you are in the intention that you can set is the shower is going to cleanse me of all of my like negative self-talk or it's going to cleanse me of like you know all these bad thoughts that I keep having or you know it's just giving yourself an opportunity to be like fresh and clean and have a new a new start um literally and spiritually so in a way it could be like in the craft where 
Uh, you're running your hands over your hair and changing your color. You just need to put the dye on your hands first. <laughs> or on the gloves on yes. your hands. You shouldn't try to dye your hair when you're already in the shower, though. That sounds like a right, bad yeah. idea. <laughs> but yeah. But if you put that intention into trying to make yourself a, a different person, a different version of yourself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of glamour magic. I wasn't going to go through, like, all of it. Like, I, the, I mean, I could never go through all of it. But I was only going to hit on a few things. But, for example, people will enchant their makeup hmm. with certain things. Or, um, yeah, like, their skincare products all yeah, can have their own little enchantments on them and they don't always need to be self like it's still glamour magic if you enchant your like red lipstick to make you extra seductive mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be a self-care thing yeah. but we're talking about mental health so right. i was pointing out those ones in particular for that reason it's the intention that matters yeah, yeah. always if I write a book about witchcraft, it'll be called It's the Intention That Matters. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I talked about shower meditation at the YMAP thing, too, also. Hmm. Because you were saying you would wanted me to come in and talk because the students in the program were doing exams. And so they were stressed. Right, yeah. And... I thought, well, if they're already stressed about studying for these exams, they aren't going to want to set aside time to meditate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. And it's always my least... No, I guess this is a high bar. But I would put the type of person I'm about to describe right up there with all the other worst people. Mm-hmm. People who are super smug about their spiritualness those i hate those people so right. much so when someone say, like if you say oh well i don't have time to meditate and okay they say everyone should meditate for 10 minutes a day yeah and if someone says i don't have time to meditate then they say well then you should meditate for 20 <laughs> and it's like okay i get the point you're making, like, if you yeah. don't have time to sit down for 10 minutes, then you need to meditate even more than other people do. Right. But it's just such a snarky, like, shitty... I just fucking hate that. Yeah. I hate those people so much. Those are the same people who are, like, all positive vibes only. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. I talk to angels. <laughs> Shark Angel Megalodon. <laughs> what? Shark Angel Megalodon. He's from episode, like, two. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> if we ever have merch, it's going to be that. Shark Angel Megalodon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shark Angel Megalodon always sets aside 10 minutes. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> and then Jason Statham punches him in the nose. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just find that really, really shitty. And that's like a way to alienate other people from the thing that you're doing, which is, I think, the intention a lot of times because it's not special anymore. The thing you do that you think makes you special isn't special anymore if everybody's doing it. Yeah. 
And, but really the goal should be for everyone to be able to experience moments of presence and like joy and oneness, you know? Mm -hmm. Need a fewer gatekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. So showering also, so intentional showering for cleansing. And that also goes for obviously washing your face, even clipping your nails or like shaving. People also associate those with like shedding of things that you no longer need or you don't want to carry anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's another side of it where once you're done all the releasing, then you can start like bringing on the new like positive things. Similar to breathing, you have to breathe out the carbon dioxide first, and then you can breathe in some more oxygen. Right. So the oxygen side of it is using positive affirmations while you do like your skincare routine or while you apply makeup or dye your hair, like you were saying, using positive affirmations while you do those steps. Like, you know, I'm putting on moisturizer onto my skin because I deserve to be nourished and cared for (laughs) as an example. You do. Thanks. (laughs) And it's nice to be able to find ways to just integrate this type of positive spiritual spirituality into your routine that you already have, you know, Mm. work it in there. That way you don't need to necessarily set aside separate time for that. Right. Although, I mean, it, I guess it does. The things that I'm describing, it does mean setting aside time to have a routine like that, whether it's a morning routine or evening or both. A routine when you do take a shower, moisturize, do all that type of stuff. You mm-hmm. do still... But also I would say that for people who are really depressed or people who are grieving things like that, where it's just incredibly heavy and so difficult. If you do manage to like get up and take a shower and change your clothes, you should congratulate yourself for that. Right. You know, like if it's the first time in three days that you've gotten around to doing that, you should be proud of yourself. Certainly. Yeah. Well, the, the counter to that is like, if you're trying to build this routine, you shouldn't be upset with yourself if you miss something. It's, yeah. You are more than the routine. It can help you, but it's not It's not the only thing. Yeah. Basically what you said. Um, so moving on to the herbal remedies, probably the most well-known um, herb for depression and mental health is St. John's wort. It's If you get it in a tincture format, it's pretty inexpensive. Um, it tastes kind of bad, but just take your medicine, you know? <laughs> That's one thing. I'm very compassionate with people in a lot of ways. Usually, like, I don't give people a hard time if they don't know the name of something or whatever. You know, I'm not like that. But for some reason, people who just aren't willing to take yucky medicine, I don't know, it bothers me. <laughs> it reminds me of adults who refuse to eat vegetables. I'm like, come on, just be a grown up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, for some reason, that's where I draw the line. It's like, just take the gross medicine. You can do it. 
come on. It just tastes bad. It's not going to hurt you. <laughs> but if you really don't want to deal with that, then you can get it in capsules too. It just costs more. Mm-hmm. And then you have to digest the gel cap. Some herbs taste worse than others. Some of them taste good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Even some on my list taste good. Um, lemon balm. It's delicious. It tastes lemony. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not like lemons. It's not a lemon tree. It just tastes lemon-ish. It's relaxing. It's calming. It's also kind of like brightening in a way, though. Like it's not really a sleep aid. It's just more relaxing, but it has a lightness to it like a happy kind of vibe it actually like looks like lemons too right no oh (laughs) it's like a it looks like mint kind of but is it yellowish no oh what am i thinking of i don't know okay a yellow flower (laughs) it's not chamomile you're thinking of chamomile yeah probably or maybe calendula but that doesn't have the same action it's just a yellow flower Hmm. um yeah and skullcap is a great herb that's cheap that is like dirt cheap and it tastes just kind of green it doesn't taste bad you make tea of it yeah it tastes fine it's pretty easy to grow too right i don't know i've never tried to grow it Um, but I imagine it is given that it's so inexpensive, it's it's probably pretty easy to grow. That's a good one for people who have a lot of, um, stress and kind of like a sense of, um, like desperation, Hmm. people who need like approval and stuff like that. Skullcap is really good for them to kind of like, just knock them out of that repetitive, like mind Mm -hmm. thing. For a second, I made um, that tea, and it had—I think it had literally like every relaxing herb <laughs> that they sold at the store mixed together in it. It had right, like yeah. lavender, chamomile, lemon balm, skullcap. That might have been all actually. Nice little bouquet mixed together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then another good herb that a lot of people use for anxiety is cannabis. <gasps> it's legal now you don't need to gasp you don't need to clutch your pearls oh. over it <laughs> so the now the the noise you use now is cha-ching yeah yep it really is a lot of actually a lot of cops that used to fucking pe- people in jail for it are now making a lot of money off of it mm-hmm. by investing in these businesses it's so gross it's hideous yeah but it's also good if you can get it from a reputable, non-licensed dealer. Yes. And it's also something you're allowed to grow now in Canada. And mm-hmm. the amount that you're allowed to grow is, like, so high. I forget. I think it's four plants per person. And what's what would be the, the <laughs> annual yield of four plants for those who have never grown it? I mean, it depends on how big your plant is. I've... I worked on a marijuana farm in uh, BC that had the plants were like over six feet tall. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> if you had four of those, that'd be a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's like you could make, that's enough for personal use for a year for sure, right? For, I mean, again, it's the, 
it's gardening. It's not a guarantee. It depends, right? right? Depends on, you have to make sure that you get the female seeds or else you're not going to get any bud at all. You have to make sure that you keep it, like you don't have it under lights and then you move it to outside and then it doesn't know what season it is. Like it's, that's not an easy plant to grow. It's pretty complicated. Hmm. Um, So, but if you can figure out how to do it, then you could potentially have a lot of marijuana on your hands. But it takes a while, obviously, to grow it. A mm-hmm. huge six-foot plant, <laughs> especially from a seed. How long mm-hmm. do you think until they're selling them at the garden center in Home Depot? <laughs> uh, seeds or ones that have gone to plant? Like, not already with buds on it, but just the leaves. Probably. Uh, you know what? I'd say it depends on how long this whole COVID business goes. Because I'll bet, like, you know, if we're still under restriction next year, that'll be a yeah. big push to for, like, gardening, for yeah. you know, more hobbies, more... That's true. Cottagecore. Yeah. Cottagecore shit. Um, and then rhodiola is a mm, good yeah. herb. And that's one that I know you've used um, in meat, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, the ones that I've personally used are rhodiola, uh, reishi, and actually really only the two. You made a reishi mead? No, but I should. Oh, <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. Oh, herbs that you've used, used like for, yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. you also use St. John's Wort. Yeah. And, and all the other ones that I listed. HTP. Yeah, because really, yes, I yeah. <laughs> made that tea for you. That's, <laughs> yeah. Um, My personal herbalist has set me up. That's sweet of you. Actually, speaking of that, these herbs are effective. They're powerful. Mm. So it's a good idea to use them under the care of a licensed herbalist mm-hmm. or at least somebody who knows what they're talking about yeah you know in my don't case, just I'm listen to this <laughs> yeah i'm yeah but don't just like listen to this and then just go like drinking a terrible bottle of saint john's wort tincture <laughs> or something you know usually they have directions if you're getting it already packaged but still that's a i feel when a lot of people are dealing with traditional medicines and like herbal medicines, they'll go one of two ways. Either they will exclusively believe in it and mm-hmm. like disregard um, conventional medicines, or they will say, like, pretend as though it has no real effect and, mm-hmm. and just like if they take anything they'll way overdo it and not give the respect to the medicine that it, that it deserves um even though all the fucking drugs are made from basically the same plant yeah. material um and so it, it is important for people to recognize that these are medicines yeah if something has the power to heal you it also has the power to harm you mm-hmm. it just depends on how much of it and and how you're using it right exactly 
Another, a good thing that's like, if you are, again, if you're in that place where you're so depressed that you just feel like you can't do anything, you can get your hands on some essential oil. That's probably the easiest thing that you could do that's going to like help you relax or help work you up depending on which oil you're using and you it's like goes straight into your brain your olfactory nerves are like boom here you go you know like it's very quick and easy you don't even need to make a tea you just put a couple drops into the palm of your hand rub your palms together and then cup your hands over your nose snort that shit and breathe it in yeah obviously lavender is relaxing and a good one for um the opposite of that of like trying to make you feel happier and like just lighter and like more positive is um grapefruit Mm. i really like that one but any citrus like even bergamot is nice that is actually one that i have made in mead grapefruit i i've used grapefruit essential oils oh how did that go uh, really well. I it I added after like the whole ferment, so it was very uh, very strong and grapefruit essence. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and if you have a broken heart, rosewood essential oil. Oh. Something that if you do, if you are a little bit more capable, and you want to take on something that's like more of a project for your long-term mental health, establishing some sacred space for you to practice your meditation and for you to always know that when you go to that space, you can be calm is super helpful. I find that when I don't have my um, sacred space, like my altar set up anywhere, I kind of start to go crazy, like slowly my mental stability starts like unraveling <laughs> like now right now we're in the middle of a move and I don't have anything set up like the area where I was meditating and practicing yoga and stuff is now just like full of boxes of other people's junk <laughs> so don't do that hmm. um yeah if you can just set a, even if it's like a tiny corner you know just that's your space and when you sit down in that in front of that little corner table with your little cushion then it's just that's the point that's what ritual is for Mm -hmm. is to get you into a specific mindset you know it's like you people who practice with in robes and who have these like super ritualized um, practices where there's incense and ca- specific candle lighting and recitation of incantations and all this type of stuff. That's all just meant to put your mind into a certain state. Yeah. Well, and I would also say it's not, it doesn't even have to be a space that you control or that you like in your home. Um, the last time I was at a job where I had a, like sat at a cubicle, mm-hmm. there was a little, tiny little like flood pond like duck pond out back and so that was the space that I could go to for five ten minutes in my day and separate myself from from the anxieties of work and focus on something else mm-hmm. and if it's um, somewhere outside it's nice if you have the same spot you can always return to but you could also I think 
any time that you can go and be in nature is going to be beneficial to your mental health. Provided you don't have agoraphobia, (laughs) it's going to make you feel a lot better just to be somewhere that's inherently peaceful Mm -hmm. the way nature is, right? Even if nature is doing something crazy, like a volcano is exploding or there's like a really huge waterfall or something like that, it still is, it still has a a sense of peace to it because Mm -hmm. it is as it's meant to be, you know? Orderly or intentional chaos. Yes. And don't be afraid to just strike up a conversation with a tree. (laughs) I've done it. They're great listeners. Nothing wrong with it. Hug them, climb in them. It's Tell them all your worries. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> They're nothing if not stable. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to be really, uh, you know, classic witchy about it, you can seek out some caring, like, motherly deities. If that's the way you like to practice, like with gods and goddesses, then I would recommend if you're feeling like you need some help with your mental health to lean on um, goddesses who are inherently like nurturing and usually those are mother goddesses. So for you, who is that? I, for a long time, was practicing with just not any specific named deities. I was just would, I was just using the tri- triple goddess. Mm. Um, so I would just be the mother, the divine mother. So I wasn't necessarily directing that toward a specific goddess. But I think now if I had to choose one, I'd probably say Bridget. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a connection with her now. Most of the specific deities that I've worked with, though, aren't that type of deity. Like, I haven't really... It's usually a darker, I like dark goddesses. I like um, Hecate and Morrigan and Mm -hmm. Persephone, you know, none of them are mother goddesses. Right. Yeah. A lot of people worship Diana for that reason. Mm. She's a mother goddess. And I think the, uh, I could be wrong about this, but I, I do think that the earth as a yeah as a figure you know kind of outside of the abrahamic tradition is Mm -hmm. very much a matriarch yes that's kind of what i meant when i said go and talk to a tree yeah like i had a tree when i lived in the south end of the city i was right beside the entrance to fish creek park which is this beautiful like big park in the middle of the city where we live and I would go down into that park and I had a particular tree that I would go and sit under and I would like always go and talk to this same tree and I ended up writing about her in my grimoire and calling her mother tree (laughs) cute yeah so mother earth you could just pick that deity or you could call her Gaia or whatever you want Hmm. even if you don't want to be as specific as to call it deity you can love and appreciate the earth. Of course. Grounding even is a good exercise that's also really easy to do. Mm-hmm. If you just go outside to where there's like natural ground, so not like a sidewalk, you know, 
grass or dirt or sand or something, rocks, mm-hmm. and take your shoes off and like stand on it. It's like a diehard. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't walk on broken glass. <laughs> well, but the reason that he had the shoes off was the guy on the right. airplane saying like, the way that I calm down is I take my shoes off when I get to the hotel room. I think it was supposed to be a cure for jet lag. Well. But yeah. What is jet lag if not a form of mental disorder? I think it's like your your circadian rhythm gets messed up, isn't it? That sounds right. <laughs> Having flown to India a few months ago, I can say that. Well, did you take your shoes off when you got there and scrunch into the ground? No. Into the grass? There was no grass. It's Everything is covered in red dirt hmm. everywhere. Did you scrunch your toes into the red dirt? No. To grounders? Well, that was your issue. I went to the beach. Oh, yeah. That'll yeah. do it. Anyway. If you are not likely to face some kind of terrorist uh, takeover of wherever you are, Ground yourself by digging your bare feet into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Using very simple grounding exercise. You can also feel free to just lay all the way down. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at the clouds. What is that cloud shaped as? Maybe it's an ice cream cone or a dragon or something. We're recording next to a window for the first time ever, so... I'm just looking out, and we just have the blotchy kind of clouds, not the yeah, not the shape, not the floofy ones. No, those don't look like anything. In the 1920s, there was this doctor who won the Nobel Prize. I'm gonna mess some of the story up, but won the Nobel Prize for um, by treating depression by giving people the flu. The flu? The flu, yeah. That's weird. It was, you know... I mean, like, some of the previous treatments before that were to literally just, like, lock women up for... Put them in the yeah, lunatic asylum, yeah, as they called it at the time? to bleed them to get the, the bad humors out of them. No, the best way to treat hysteria is through forcing them to have an orgasm. Well, not forcing. <laughs> helping them to have an orgasm. That was the thing! Oh, yeah, no, it, <laughs> It was doctors would, uh, like, finger them or... No, they literally... Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But I thought there was, like, a device they used. Like, a vibrator, essentially. No, like a machine (laughs) item. Like, a a different... Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there would probably be, like, a massaging. I don't see that eating out would be, like, the medical way to do that uh it is for dr cool <laughs> wap mm. dr wap <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that needs to be a porn character <laughs> dr wap you can't make a porn with dr wap in it unless you pay me for that intellectual property <laughs> um did you ever watch uh the nick no, but I want to. I was. It was recommended to me by um, one of the techs at the animal clinic. You know the basic premise, though, right? Yeah. It's like doctors kind of inventing surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just that, but it's like the two doctors are just inventing different ways of like making women come. That sounds great. I would watch that. Because <laughs> um, there was a device that they were supposed to wear. Okay, I might be making all of this up, but I think there's like a thing. It was like a belt, sort of, but it was a vibrating belt that was supposed to like. Oh, we, like an, like an anti chastity belt? Yeah, basically. Wow. I don't know. I might have made that up. I think so. Oh, I think that was actually a weight loss <laughs> thing where it was like supposed to sh- sh- like jiggle your love handles until they disappeared. Oh, okay. Basically. Except people would be like, oh, suddenly I have this vibrating thing that I. Yeah. Don't Oops, worry about slip it. Slip down. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Hmm. This has been the Sister Luna Psychic Services. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast. Sister Luna says... Dr. Watt. (laughs) No. Um... (sighs) This has been the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast. Sister Luna says, Take care of yourself. <laughs>